0: Sentira media.
1: You are listening to the Latvola Marque Radio Network. Morning, hello, and welcome. Ciao. We are back. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. My name is Jason with my beautiful wife Ashley. Say hello.
2: Hello.
1: And we will take you through our little bit of what's happening in our lives here in Le Marche, Italy, in the town of Piobico. And it is a beautiful day this morning. It's the morning of the nineteenth of November. It's nine fifteen in the a.m. and we are
0: zero degrees.
1: Zero degrees currently. Nine fifteen in the a.m. Nine 9- 16 Sixteen in the AM. That's going to be forty-four minutes before ten o'clock. Um, it, it we haven't done a podcast in like six
0: <laughs> months. <laughs> we have a lot to catch up on. We are all over the place. Let's just talk about what we're doing today, right now.
1: Okay, so t- tomorrow we have our pranzo di ringraziamente, our Thanksgiving lunch, and we do this every year. Either right around or right before Thanksgiving, to thank all the people uh, who, all our friends and uh, um, neighbors neighbors who've helped us during the year. Um, And it's great. I love it. We do a whole turkey and. um,
0: It's the totally, it's the one time we really do something Americana for our neighbors. And they love, we do the turkey, the butcher always gets a crack out of it, like, because he. They never order a whole turkey, and in fact, there was a disaster yesterday at the grocery store, because Jason ordered, how much, you said nothing bigger than like... 12 kilos. That's what I was going to say, 12 kilos. I swear that's what you said. We show up yesterday... That thing was 18, 18 kilos, kilos. 40,
1: 40 pounds. There was a forty-pound turkey. Weighed it for me. was huge. And I look at the, I look at the butcher. He goes, "Well, we didn't have a ten to twelve kilo one, so they just sent, they just, we got you an eighteen kilo one." And I look at it. The thing would not, literally, will not fit in my oven.
0: He was like, "We don't really have different sizes you can order. It's just a small one, a medium, or a big one. And there's no medium, so it's just a small or a big. So we sent you big." It was like, oh,
1: my God. I've never God. seen a turkey like this before. How
0: how the hell would you even put it in a brine?
1: In a brine? How are you going to fit it in, in our oven?
0: That is true. That's what he kept saying. Our oven's only 90 centimeters. Or...
1: <laughs> our oven's only 90 centimeters. There's no way it'll fit. And
0: then he'd look and go,
1: oh, oh yeah, that's not going to work.
0: <laughs> so we're getting ready for this lunch. And um, it is. It's nice. We literally give thanks to our friends and neighbors. And so for me, I feel like it's more... Um, more weighty than the Thanksgivings we would do in the States. of family where, yes, we would have pie night, which was awesome, but pie night was my family's uh, kind of party night before Thanksgiving. But it really feels like a true meaning of Thanksgiving no? Yes,
1: and we're doing a American-slash-Italian menu.
0: Yeah, this year, because after some years when... Things like cornbread don't fly. That no. Is like
1: pig food. And um, having all the side dishes on the table with the turkey is kind of strange, too. So overwhelming. It's just too much. It's too overwhelming. So we'll do... We're just doing... We'll break it up into antipasto primo secundo. So year. what's our menu? So for antipasto... Hold
0: on. What? Oh, please don't mind me as I... As, crack nuts. It's
1: actually <laughs> shells, walnuts. So for antipasto, we're gonna have uh, spaghetti, crostini, the Delicious. chicken liver crostini. Delicious. We're gonna do um,
0: that's not only. I mean, that's super traditional for the area, but that seems like it would fit a fancy lunch. Thanksgiving. A Thanksgiving,
1: lunch. Lunch. sure. Why not? Um, so chicken liver crostini. We're doing um, prosciutto, salami. Uh, Lonzo, blah, blah, blah. I'm doing a beautiful faro salad with uh, walnuts and truffle.
0: And pomegranate. And
1: pomegranate. I love that salad. And you it could,
0: is so good. You
1: can find the recipe for that salad on our blog as I well. I
0: just posted it.
1: And um, what else? I'm doing something else. Oh, I'm Ooh. doing a little polenta with um, a uh, um, capriolo, a venison ragu.
0: Yeah, because I really wanted something corn. Like, I wanted some polenta or cornbread and we thought, well, what would be something nice to add to it? And then Gaji had this beer, so...
1: Yeah, I'll make, a little, I'll make a nice little ragu, and we'll serve it... Um, in those
0: little earthenware in pots?
1: earthenware pots for every four people. So it's just a couple of tastes. It's not like a big plate of polenta. No, but that'll be good. And then, let's see, Primo, oh, first course. Oh, my God. Capaletti and Brodo, the little hats in broth. Which, which we spent... 12 hours. Doing it two days ago? Two
0: days ago. Oh, my God. How, okay, so you used 36 eggs, you said?
1: No, let's see. The first one I did 20, and then we did another 15. So we did 35 eggs.
0: 35 eggs.
1: Of worth of pasta. Uh-huh. And a um, couple of kilos worth of filling, and we have almost six.
0: And what's the filling? Tell the listeners. Oh, the session. filling
1: is lean veal, um, lean pork, um, sausage, chicken, and then you grind, and then you throw it all into a pot with some carrot and some nutmeg, And what else? Something Mm. else.
0: Puccio di limone. Lemon
1: zest. And you just cook it down in its own juice until it kind of starts falling apart. Then you run it through the food processor. You add a couple of handfuls of parmesan cheese. Adjust the seasonings. And there you go. And then It's good. Gachi was all up in arms. Oh!
0: (laughs) Him and Rosanna wanted to help so bad with it. It was really sweet. But we just kind of wanted to get it done and whatever. Do it on our own pace and not make a big deal about it. And he popped over in the middle of hunting in the morning, and was like, "What? You're making capellini bruno? No? I'll send Rosanna over immediately." And we were like, "No, no, no, it's okay." And then he was tasting the uh, the stuffing, and was like,
1: "Hmm, oh. too much cheese." Too much
0: cheese. Too much cheese. Much. It's a different color than Rosanna's, and I was like, "Well, maybe it's the eggs." And he couldn't stop eating it, but he couldn't stop saying that it was just a little bit different, a little bit different. <laughs> couldn't put a finger on it. He was so funny. And then, of course, like clockwork, Rosanna showed up about fifteen minutes after he was here and said, "I heard you're making capellini brodo. Why didn't no one tell me?" And then she helped us for a little bit and then headed over to Pia's. Yep. But it was like scandalous that we didn't tell anyone we were making this because they were like, "Why didn't you say? We would have had a party here to help." So, Which we should have because it literally,
1: it literally 12 took, hours. <laughs> took twelve hours. So now I know why we always do it as a party. Water. Yes. Um, so that's what's going on today. Uh, we're baking right now. I have a cake in the oven. Ashley's shelling the walnuts. I'm gonna bake. Ashley's gonna do some baking, and um, we have some lots of cleaning to do to get the uh, downstairs kitchen, uh, dining room in order because we've been closed now for the couple weeks.
0: Yeah, since like the beginning of November. It's
1: beginning of November, we shut down and. Um, so it's nice. It's nice to do one last hurrah, one last party, and and I love having everyone over. And it's 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 fun. It's, a g- it's nice. What else is going on? All right. So let's catch up from oh my God. the summer. From
0: like. Yeah, exactly. From, from maybe summer. June or July. Jeez Louise. Sorry, guys. We just got busy.
1: It is. It's really hard to do a podcast and edit it and put out something that's interesting and quality and and um, that I want to listen to when we're so busy. So And
0: just have the time to get it up. Like, i got to get to town before the information we put up then is... I old.
1: Hate. that's true. We have to edit it. So, who you guys don't care about this. Really. I know, sorry. But we'll be better about putting out a podcast um, much, much more frequently than we have been doing. That's who a chestnut. Who eats chestnuts? Everyone here eats chestnuts. I
0: know, but does anyone in the States really eat them? Like, they're in the bowls of mixed nuts mm. when you see a few things, but you I've never seen eat, anyone... Who
1: eats raw chestnuts? Exactly,
0: but why are they in those...
1: I don't know. Well, you're, you're, you're going all over the place. Let's stay on, Let's stay right, on topic. Let's stay on topic here. On topic. We're, we're catching up. So this, hot topics. <laughs> the summer. The summer <laughs> went really well. We had a really hot, uh, long oh my um, gosh. Indian summer with, um, man, autumn just came around here within the last week and a half. Yeah, so. and like
0: the air all of a sudden got cold and freezing, and we only had our heavy first freezes about a week ago. When did you say no, we the one story. First
1: frost was in uh October. end of October? True,
0: but then it got warm again.
1: Then it did, yep.
0: It got so warm, we still had flowers out.
1: Flowers were reblooming, um the garden the, was the still bees warm.
0: were back. Like it was just weird. It was so out of whack at the end of October, early November. We just, I just thought, what the hell time of year is this? It really felt like early spring.
1: But now the um, now the the air changed, mm. and uh, this morning it was minus seven degrees. You it, might
0: hear the fire crackling in the background. It's it's fire season again.
1: Yeah, We got the garden turned. We had the tractor come the other day, and Severino you, and
0: Enzo Enzo
1: and they came and flipped the garden. So now before we t- uh, take off, we have to uh, put throw the poop, throw the manure throw on the garden. The manure,
0: garden. literally pile by pile.
1: Plant our fava beans, plant our garlic, and then we can be really done with the garden for the year.
0: That'll be nice. Thank God he came over. <coughs> what took well, two hours, three hours? Not
1: even three hours.
0: Okay, two hours and 50 euro was so completely worth it.
1: Yeah, it would have taken me two weeks to to uh, till to flip it all by. Please,
0: and how about just even the, the, the weeds and everything? Yeah. I mean, I know we're going to kind of have screwed ourselves for the summer. Or for the spring, huh? We didn't by not
1: pulling all the weeds into. Yeah,
0: we did it a little lazy man style this year.
1: We just turned it all over.
0: Yes, I don't know if those hardcore gardeners out there
1: would approve of us just turning the weeds in back into the soil. No,
0: but the, for the average Joe, you'd be like, hell yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> you,
1: just, you didn't have to peel it, yes, or pick and pull it, yes. Oh my! It was God. nice to
0: watch that tractor just turn it all because we had pulled all of the tomatoes, the tomato plants. And all of the poles. And man, the tomato plants. You did the poles and gaji. And the peppers. It took forever.
1: Yeah, it's a big garden. It takes a long time. Like two
0: rows felt like it took about a full hour. And it was hard work.
1: Enough about the garden. It's done. Enough about the garden. Anyway, so we still have coming up. uh, We still have radicchio in there. We still have cabbage. Uh, We still have broccoli. We had it last night. We have the winter lettuces. So there's still a little bit of stuff in there. We left kind of an island where all the winter vegetables Here's were. what
0: I don't understand. How does the, uh, not rutabaga, rhubarb, how does the rhubarb come back? When, are the roots that deep? Like, you planted it this year. We tilled the soil, but we didn't leave like a sh- circle around it where the rhubarb was. How will it come back? I don't know.
1: We plowed it under that we shouldn't have done that. That's why I asked if you wanted to move it. I never heard you say that. Oh, whatever.
0: Okay. State. So, question answered. It might not come back. Okay.
1: So, um, moving on to the chickens. Let's talk about chickens. I know we we talk about the same thing over and over every to- podcast, but this is really interesting. So, we started out the uh, year with 19 hens and 3 roosters. Yes. We finished out with 0 hens and 0 roosters.
0: One
1: properly soldered. One properly slaughtered and eaten. The rest were systematically devoured by... Well,
0: let's break it down. Okay. Let's really break it down. A few committed suicide. (laughs) A few escaped and never returned home. Wanderers. And the rest were either systematically picked off and eaten by uh, Tasso, like some sort of weasel, or fox, and or wolf from the end. Or I even had one theory that I thought some, like, Hobo was stealing them. No hobo was stealing. (laughs) Remember when I got hooked on that?
1: (laughs) I was like, so we used. I know we talked about this, but I'll I'll recap it real quick. We used to let them free, totally free range, all over the property, but they were getting picked off like one a day by the fox.
0: Well, last year, if we go all the way back, we had no problems. We had about the same amount of hens and roosters. We would lose throughout the entire year, maybe two or three every couple months. Odds, I am completely willing to live with having them be free-range. They only had their, what I call, secure bunker. At
1: night. At night,
0: which would be the coop.
1: Um, then we built them a playpen, which was about, like, um, 15 meters by 15 meters. It was a good size. Yeah,
0: because that was then we had, like you said, we had that streak where we lost about three or four in about three or four days. Yeah. And it it ah. Like one o'clock in the afternoon.
1: Yeah, he's a ballsy uh, fox.
0: Well, I call this year the fox got fat.
1: <laughs> um, and then he was still picking them off through the playpen we built him. So it was just a kind of time. it so, was just kind of weird. Like by September there was like ten, and then the end of September there was like four. And well,
0: and let's go back to the suicidals. They were what is called broody, broody, and broody hens are what happens when they sit. And I think this is again due to the playpen, which was quite huge for them to be in, but it was still that they were that much closer to the eggs. And I guess if they are near the eggs a lot... Sometimes they'll decide to sit and become broody and want to become mothers. And then, they, like, they'll peck at you if you try to take their eggs.
1: They don't drink water.
0: Yeah, they stop eating. Then sometimes they're not, like, passing the eggs properly. I don't know. There's a lot of medical things that can go wrong, and I'm not into, uh...
1: Sticking your hand up a chick's a no, ass. No, no,
0: really I'm not. I'm into taking the eggs, saying, hey, cock doo and letting them do their thing. So two of them were like, I tried to resuscitate them. I'm not like mouth to mouth, but I was like, Oh my God, what do you do? One of them was like dying in front of me. It was just like too hot in the coop and not eating or drinking. This is what was hysterical talking to people about it. Like, okay, broody hens. What do you do? Gaji said it meant they were in heat. So like a dog, like, and I thought that meant like a dog, like, Oh, it's, kind of horny or something like that, like it's in heat. Well, he literally meant the chicken was hot and needed to be dunked in cold water, separated, not fed for three days. He had this crazy, like, regimen that you needed to do to snap a chicken out of it. When I told him that I thought this was ridiculous, he said, Oh, oh! So, you just want to brush off hundreds of years of Italian farmers' information? Okay, you're better than that. All right, if you know so much, how many chickens have you raised? And then other friends of ours who are Dutch told us we needed to make a harness for the chicken to hang it in a tree overnight. <laughs> and that would rid it of being broody. So, throughout the summer, we've been given tons of information and all the chickens as they died.
1: Yeah, but I found there.
0: headless chickens. I was. It was just down. not. It
1: was not a good chicken year. So no, we'll,
0: this year was horrible.
1: We'll chalk it up and, and re uh re-sys, what's the word in English? Not systema. Re system. Re system. No one says re system.
0: I don't know what you're trying to say. <laughs> we'll re. We're gonna rethink the whole chicken situation. <laughs> Thank up. you. Yes. I'm gonna go back to free range completely.
1: Yeah, whatever. We need a dog. I think if we get a dog, that'll keep a fox away. True, but at the end, it could have been a wolf. Speaking of the wolves, about two weeks ago, I was going. I was walking around um, at early evening. It was dark. It was like six thirty.
0: You were closing the fence. Yeah,
1: and um, I hear these dogs howling. So I howl back at them, and all of a sudden, the hills erupted—not in dog barking, but in wolf howling.
0: Scariest thing ever. It
1: sounded like like they're not close. I mean, it's not like they're in the front yard, but they're in the hills. So when you. I don't know like two or three times, especially on a clear night, like a clear, calm night. Late. Um,
0: like the later, the better. The,
1: yeah. Maybe more more towards the 10 o'clock hour. They will howl back. And it is super scary.
0: It, w- it was so scary. I had to ask Jason to stop doing it. <laughs> because <laughs> they sound so close. I was afraid we were going to alert the wolves as to where we live. And they were going to come find us. Because... I have not been. Ha- I've never had that like a uh, scary movie feeling out here. Like you get over that real quick. Like oh, someone scary is going to come out of the bushes, like a Freddy Krueger movie. No, you start thinking the animals are going to attack you, <laughs> and but you also get over that pretty quickly. And you're like, all right, it's fine. Nothing. Well, they're fr- more afraid of us. But when you heard the hills erupt into wolf. Howling, and that one night we heard them literally eating an animal alive. Well, that's where I
1: got the idea to howl. Oh
0: my god, I swear to
1: god. Um, so that's kind of interesting. We've I've never heard that before, that was kind of scary. Will
0: the hunters kill them? I like you said, I thought nothing would even be stick around.
1: I don't know, maybe I'm sure the hunters will shoot anything that moves, but. I wouldn't worry about wolves coming out and snatching you, oh
0: my God, I am. I feel like it's like a perch snatcher
1: um, fall we brings truffles this year. the truffle season opened with a kind of a dud there was it's been so dry in this whole uh, late summer and early spring or early fall, excuse me that there's not been a, a lot of truffles at all. Truffle prices are ridiculously expensive, um, like prohibitively. Expensive.
0: Yeah, you just a guy came out of our woods yesterday.
1: I wanted to get a truffle for this um, for this party we're doing. A couple truffles, and I asked him, and he had one about the size of a small walnut, and he wanted 150 euro for it. And that is a ton of money. It was a white truffle, but man, that's expensive this year, especially
0: coming from our woods. Like, dude,
1: no, that's the growing rice on our property.
0: (laughs) No, that's
1: the going right.
0: You parked in our driveway, and you can't hook it up a little
1: bit? No, that's that probably is hooked up. Anyway, they're yeah, really expensive. Yeah,
0: that's what I mean. If that's hooked up. Jeez
1: Louise. What? So there will be not a lot of eating the truffles this year. We had them once or twice. We had a few in the fall. But um, not really happening that much. Uh, everything's kind of closing down. The uh, the Aqualanya Truffle Festival, this is the last weekend, so it kind of rounds out the... Um, festival. Oh. Fall festivals. Mm-hmm. Uh, the grapes this year, we talked They were about, early. They were early. The grapes were early. The, um... Olives, too. Olives were early this year. We had a chance to go visit some friends down in Puglia. In, um...
0: Oh, yeah. Martina...
1: Ma- Martina Franca. About five and a half or six hours south of us, right on the heel, Like, the, the end of the peninsula was a half hour away. Oh,
0: my gosh. Yeah, we've never been that far south.
1: Totally different... You would think you're in a different country, very Baroque. Well
0: no, you'd think you're in Sicily.
1: Yeah, it looks very Sicilian. The Baroque, the um, the scrubby kind of uh, terrain with the cactuses and the kind of um, the low
0: not fences, but how they used to it seems like a, some sort of <laughs> ancient farming or
1: they make these dry walls with rock where there's no mortar in between the um, in between the rocks. It's just dirt. So they call it a muro secco.
0: And they're short and it's maybe it's probably to keep
1: Animals, Animals or, because... or divide property lines. Uh-huh. But we saw those a lot in Sicily and they also had them down in Puglia. And it was interesting. A totally different And the truly The truly Well, explain the well, Trulies. Well,
0: the Trulies were truly amazing. They were so cute. I couldn't stop with the puns if that is shocking. And, um, <laughs> and so... I asked our friend Teresa, what is up with the Trulies? What's the story? And she was saying um, she had heard it was something to do with a prince or duke or something that had lived down there. I think a prince, she said. And that he had tried to help the people um, get away from housing tax. And so if they built these properties, these little houses, without the normal housing material of bricks and mortar, but they did it with whatever they use. I
1: think it's a mud. I uh-huh. think it's like it's mud like a mud
0: kind of thing. Then uh they didn't have to pay their property tax. Something along these lines. Anyway. We're not
1: big on the specifics no, of the story.
0: I'm just big on how cute they were. And they were adorable. So they're tiny, like not very tall inside. But just really cool to see them all along Almost inside. like igloo shaped. Mm-hmm. With funny little like turrets on top. And it just had a, such a different look, like not the ski chalet kind of feeling of the north or the stone farmhouses of central Italy. So it just was so totally different. It was nice.
1: Um, I don't know what I was going to say. Pane pugliese. Yes, they have salted bread down there, and it really, really feels like the south. Um, we'll have to go back. We will have to go back. Really cool down there, though. But um, we drove down in an absolute monsoon uh, storm. It was. it was crazy. It was. Uh, we also took a trip up north, so we don't go anywhere for about eight months a year because' we're, we're not stuck at the house, but you know there's always stuff to do here. We run a agriturismo so when we, when once the season ends, we try to get out and do a little you- card little car trips. We went to um, Bavaria and um, southern Germany and uh, Austria
0: and to Trial, so like um, also like the northern Italy Austria that whole a little uh, square.
1: Um, from our house to Innsbruck, Austria, is six hours, and then it's probably another... That's really where all this stuff starts, and then um, we drove the Romantic Road of Bavaria, which was really, really nice. It was beautiful.
0: Uh-huh, and we did, like, the whole thing from Würzburg and Roth... <laughs> I think it's Würzburg, and then we stayed in Rothenburg, which is adorable, and that is a... Uh, like, they filmed Harry Potter stuff there. Like, it's just quintessential, medieval, tiny little wall in town. And we did, um, Dinkleberry, Dingleberry? Like, Dinglesburg? Dinglesburg. <laughs> and, and that's where you had really good, <coughs> uh, rocks. Yeah. Where you waited in that long line. And then we went all the way down to Fussen, And that's where there was the new No, I'm looking up there because that's the castle
1: I'm pointing. What's it called? Ludwig's Castle. Ludwig's I don't, Second. I, I, who knows? New Schwanstein's. There's, this, there's like 18 letters in this. Hold on, I'll try it in. Schloss Neu... Well, you took German.
0: Schloss Neu-Schwanstein. The Royal Castle it's Neu-Schwanstein.
1: Um, This 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 um, print. The King of Bavaria built this castle in the late 1800s just for fun, just because he liked it. And he died before it was done. Well, he was crazy. He was nuts. It was a beautiful castle, and uh, it looks like Cinderella. Like it's
0: that's what they fashioned him.
1: What Walt Disney um, um, fashioned Cinderella's castle out of was this this uh, castle by King Ludwig II. Um,
0: we ate of, a lot. Uh, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, go, go
1: ahead. ahead. I about?
0: was just going to say spatzel schnitzel Bratz, and beer. Yes.
1: <laughs> so a couple of things about my first foray into Germany. I've driven through Germany. Um, but many I've, times, many times, but I've never actually spent time there. Um, except in the bathroom. Yes, except that they're little... Because it's
0: pay bathroom. It <laughs> drives me crazy. And you get these little coupons for 50 cents. And you're like, oh, great. I'll just go in and get a Coke. How much could a Coke cost? A Coke... Uh, sorry, it's three <laughs>
1: seventy-five. So they make it up. Um, German Germany was very nice. The people were very nice. Um, the breakfast... They eat a ton. I thought Americans yes. eat breakfast. The Germans, they can put some breakfast down too, which is... Which is cool because when we lived in the States, it was no problem. I love Sunday morning breakfast, like breakfast, breakfast. Um, but we're not used to it anymore. Now I just have a cappuccino and then that's it till like 11 and then you, maybe you have a uh, a little something and then you have lunch. But the Germans, because they eat breakfast, so I'll, to have meats and cheeses and smoked salmon and these beautiful breads. It
0: they will, threw down.
1: They do throw <laughs> down. Um, <laughs> but it, it was very good and the german roads are gorgeous they
0: that even, was nice
1: even the b, even the side roads like the b roads are nice and wide mm-hmm. perfectly paved they're built to drive fast and the germans drive one thing i love about italy and germany is they they drive the cars they do
0: they do here is a question about Italy and Germany. Very close, very close in proximity. Yes, here's another. Yes, go, go. ahead. <laughs> you know, it's not as the crow flies quite close, actually. What the hell is with the coffee?
1: I don't know. We were sti- we were <laughs> staying in Fussen, which is no more than an hour oh gosh, yeah. from the border of Italy, and the, they, no, the Austrians and the Germans can't make a decent cup of coffee. Why? Why? Go down. Talk to your talk to your your neighbors to the south. They make a beautiful cup of coffee. The Italians can make coffee. What is the deal? I don't know. It's I. I don't know.
0: I don't know either. It is. Um, it's quite sad, and it's the first thing we do when we get back over. As soon <laughs> as we
1: cross into Italy and we pass the first auto grill, it's a. It's oh, I have coffee. to say,
0: I was quite thrilled because on this trip, everyone thought we were Italian. And I was, I was loving it. And I thought, yes, we blend like Italians. Jason wanted to blend like Germans and just blend where I just want words. to be a
1: chameleon. I don't want to stick out at all. I no, but
0: want. I was like, if I'm going to stick out, I'd like to stick out them thinking I was Italian, which I liked. Because everywhere we'd go, they'd start speaking to us in Italian.
1: Um, Ashley was in charge of communications because she took three, three years of training. Yeah. And, um, and for,
0: you know, at a very nice private school. <laughs>
1: She would have a good, her problem was her first line was too strong. And then they would just start. One guy kept talking to us for like two days in German and he'd see me. <laughs> so, so after her first line, it went downhill very quickly. Very right? quickly. Give me your first line and see see how nice it sounds.
0: Oh, God, no, I don't even remember anything. Guten Abend haben Sie ein Zimmer. Yeah, oh, I would start it like this. Yeah. Guten Abend haben Sie ein Zimmer
1: für eine Nacht für zwei Personen. And it was great. They were like, oh, ja, ja. And it was like, oh, okay, sorry, sorry. English, English. <laughs> And then I look at you confused, like, why the hell would you come in such a strong first German line if you can't speak German, if you have no idea what I'm saying to you about. So. And then I would, I would just let him go
0: for a while and I'd be like, oh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, not so good. And, <laughs> oh, excuse me, my cake is done. A Nutella walnut cake. Perfect timing, shall I say. Mmm, it smells so good. This is one of those recipes that we first started doing when we moved here. Well, my sister was here as well, and I'll never forget it because we were translating the recipe from this tiny little cookbook of local recipes from like the Urbino area, and it said 125 grams of um, cioccolata Fondante, and we just thought that meant Nutella, and so we started putting Nutella in it from the get-go, then an Italian lady came over and said, where did you get this recipe? Let me see. And she said, that just means chocolate, not-, not chocolate. Bar chocolate, not necessarily- Nutella
2: dark
0: chocolate or dark chocolate, I'm sorry. I, I they I said bar chocolate. And so we had not even realized we had kind of um adjusted this recipe and it's delicious. Chocolate Nutella
1: It's on the website. It's it on is, the blog. It is. It
0: is, but it's just become a staple.
1: Okay.
0: Oh my god. Shall we talk about our promeso?
1: Yes. So, let's let's roll into a little We don't get – living on the countryside, I think we get shielded a little bit from the bureaucracy and red tape and things that um, can drive you absolutely insane about Italy. Um, Once a year, we have to go get our permesso di soggiorno, which is our permission to stay or our green card. Uh, For the first five years, it's good for only a year, and then the next one we get coming up now will be good for five years. Would you like to –
0: You were doing great. Um, So we go to... Well, now we go to Urbino, which is only about half an hour away. We used to go to Pesaro, which was quite a bit longer, um, which also means that the Urbino station is smaller, because it's more inland. It's not as big of a city. So they know us there, which all these things really help. But we went there in what, June? March? No. March. March. And to um, apply for our... Reapply for our uh, permesso, like Jason said... And it just arrived three weeks ago, end of October. <laughs> so we get the cards. First of all, we go in. We finally have a Monday, which was the day that you were supposed to go pick it up, free. And from all summer, you know, we've been busy in breakfasts and all of these things. So we finally in October have a Monday free. We go. And they say, oh, no, no, uh... It's only Thursdays.
1: So. Thursday afternoons from 2.30 to 4 is the only time you can pick this up.
0: Please note there's no one in the office. office is
1: empty. Crickets. We're standing there. I'm sure the cards are in a file cabinet. Not...
0: No, he looked because he told you they're here. Oh, that's right. He did look through them. No.
1: He's staring at the freaking card. Anyway, regardless.
0: He's staring at the card saying, oh, yes, they're here. They're here. You have to come back on Thursday. And... That is a huge woodpecker.
1: Yeah, that is a big woodpecker.
0: Um, then, sorry. <laughs> Ooh, shiny. So, we come back. Then we're busy, and we go out of town. So, we have to wait. Now it's into beginning of November. We finally go on the Thursday, pick up our card. We look at it. Oh, so proud, so excited. We have this. It expires December 31st. <laughs>
1: So, I don't know why that was surprising to us, because they always are only good for a year, but it's like, Jesus, we just got this thing. It, it, you get this kit, they call it a kit, which is about 40 pages that you have to fill out. Then you have to go and get a tax stamp uh, for 14 euro and 62 cents. Uh, then you All have, of the,
0: the photocopies of everything, too. So, it turns into be like 99 pages.
1: Of stuff. You have to then go and pay like, Forty-eight euro for some bolo. This this I think other it comes thing comes out to
0: sixty-four something because you have to. Yeah, you get a couple of those.
1: I would much rather them just send me a letter every year and say, "Listen, you're you're foreigners. We want a hundred and fifty euro a year. Just for send texts. us money." Instead, we have to give them. It's the hoops. It's the going to Urbino the four times. It's the filling out the same information that nothing has changed in the four years we're here. Our our thumbprints haven't changed. Our fingerprints yeah, haven't changed. Yeah, just do
0: something like you just ask for our tax forms or something.
1: It seems like something you could just email all the stuff and throw, send them a, um, send them a wire transfer and be done with it. Done. But uh, it's just p- hair pulling.
0: So essentially, we got this at the beginning of November. It expires at the end of December. <laughs> And we need to now start doing our paperwork.
1: Okay. <laughs> so you have to go in the month before it's due and start doing your paperwork. So that means in the beginning of December, we'll be starting the process all over again. It's totally crazy. Five passport photos each. <laughs>
0: Benvenuti a Italia. This-
1: <laughs> so I know we complain we complain, and we joke, but in actuality, we get a very, very small amount True. of hassle compared to... Other people we know, or, or things we've seen on expat websites, we're very or
0: yeah, lucky. horror stories of being in a bigger city. I mean, we're really lucky. It's just the it's just a crack up. It
1: doesn't get old. It does not get old. Um, do you have any funny anecdotes or anything to round out the podcast before we throw out all our info? No, nothing funny. Oh. <laughs> have anything depressing or something that could bump people out?
0: No, nothing depressing. Well, my God. Oh, I guess, should we talk about Berlusconi? <laughs> we don't know anything about it. We don't really talk politics. But as of this podcast, Berlusconi is not the... Uh...
1: No, we have Super Mario, Mario something.
0: Yes, we're not into politics here because we try not to talk about it with our neighbors. It gets it, you start drawing heavy lines in the sand when you start talking about these things. All we know is Gaji and Rosanna are not happy. And he's they not think, dyman,
1: He's a he's a professor of economics and he's not dynamic. They said no, no. So we Godji said some other things, but they're not repeatable. <laughs> no, um,
0: not at all. I, I mean, we could take this podcast to a whole nother level and start doing isms, but that would make this (laughs) r-rated but
1: (laughs) so uh very excited for tomorrow we will yes it'll be fun we'll come back with another podcast hopefully next week and um i think we should start getting back into telling some stories about when we moved here things that are you know we we did a good job of that Mm -hmm. we had not caught up for a while
0: i'll start talking we got to talk about the wood there's just a, there's a lot to start talking about now that it's winter time. We can go over recipes and things like that if people like. Perhaps we'll start um, pairing it with some video. Buster is at the window asking to come in.
1: Sorry, Busty. Not happening. Anyway. Ciao, Boosters. Throw out. You're losing, you're losing interest in your own podcast. Let's throw out our information.
0: You can find us at l a t a u v o l a m a r c h e dot ecom You can find us on our blog, latavlamarche.blogspot.com. Um, any of the recipes, you can find it through our blog or our recipe box, which is recipebox.blogspot.com.
1: Follow us on Twitter, Facebook.
0: We're Freaking fill it up for the summer, too. So if you want to come out to uh, the countryside and cook, stay in the inn or any of that,
1: book now. From cold and beautiful Pirobico, Italy. Frosty. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you very much for listening. And we will come back to you very soon with hopefully some interesting, entertaining, informative thing that is happening in our lives. Yes. Yes. We got to get back to cooking. We do. We got a lot of stuff to do. It's time to get going. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Ciao.
0: <laughs> and pump the brakes. We're not quite ready to cut to print yet. It is now three days later, the 22nd of November. and told you,
1: told you we can't get it up.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Our pump. We can never get these podcasts up fast enough. We had the Thanksgiving lunch. It was great. And anything you'd like to add? I, we just thought we'd give a little addendum
1: uh, at the end. Anything funny that happened? Um... Not really, just typical funny stuff like the seating arrangement when people sat down, it was like 10 minutes for someone has to take control, like... And tell everyone where to sit. Seating, seating arrangement is very important. Very important. In these lunches. Usually, Gachi does this. This will
0: bottle up your lunch quicker than anything if you don't have a seating arrangement. I
1: don't usually involve myself no. that. No.
0: And I tell people, just sit wherever you want. And they look at me like I'm crazy. Like, really? You're really going to let us just sit wherever we want? And guests for a 1 o'clock lunch started arriving at 1035. Yep. Yes. Very good, though. It was wonderful. They loved the turkey. And, and as usual... Hold oh, uh,
1: So, just to let everyone know what a typical Sunday Italian lunch is. Guests arrived at around 10.30. What time did the last person leave? 5.30. Yes. So... Which was early.
0: That was <coughs> it actually early, early. because,
1: well, the sun went down really. Uh-huh. Early.
0: It was dark. So, it felt late. But technically, it was early. If so it was we're talking- over the summer, it would have been about...
1: Whenever they started getting hungry again, they would leave and go home.
0: Which is always my fear that they're going to start getting hungry again. And just say, why don't you start pulling out those leftovers? And I'm like, no!
1: (laughs) But everything went great. Of course I made too much food. Way too much food. But Uh, it was good. uh, Carolina's Apple pot, apple tart that she brought over is just like the apple tart in Amsterdam. Delicious. Oh,
0: it just made it feel like holiday.
1: And Lana made me my very own, um, fig, crustata, crustata with fig, jam, and walnut or uh, almonds on top. It tastes
0: like grandma. It tastes like what a grandma <laughs> would make. It
1: is awesome. I shared it with Caroline, Carolina, but other than that, I'm going to take it to my head.
0: There you go. All right. So we'll try to post it now today, November 22nd. Have a great day, everyone. (laughs) Ciao. Sentire Media
2: Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiti Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy.